Hi folks, welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GM-less tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter at FTLcast and at FTLcast.com. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash FTLcast where you can get bonus content such as outtakes and bloopers and special bonus episodes. Today we're playing This Game Takes Place in Your Hometown by Jack Blair. For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. This is your hometown at the end of the world, and it is empty, and the two of you are alone except for the hunter. As you walk around the streets, picking through the rubble for supplies, the hunter's heavy footsteps. The hunters have caught everyone else. You and your partner have refused to die. You pick through the scraps of a life you hardly remember, gathering what you need from it to survive. The hunters don't need stuff to survive. The hunters have everything they need to hurt you. One of you hasn't been home in years. One of you never left. You're both afraid, but you have each other. I'm August, and you can find me at Harpydora on Twitter, and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me today, we have Jade. Hi, I'm Jade. You can find me on Twitter at JadeOxfordRose, and I use they, them pronouns. Today, it is just the two of us, and I'm not going to sing the song because I don't want a copyright strike or anything like that. I'm glad you said it, because um, I was literally about to burst into it, so I'm glad that you saved us from the copyright gremlins. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, our lines, which is things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia, transphobia, racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, unwanted pregnancy, and plagues and pandemics. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will just fade to black on, are steamy situations and terminal illness. Uh, since we're playing a horror game today, possible content warnings for this episode include graphic descriptions of bodily harm and body horror. There are mentions of dead bodies in the cards, and there are animals in this game, but nothing bad will happen to them in the text of the cards, and since we have our line on uh, violence against them, don't worry if there's an animal, nothing bad happens to them. And now that we've got all that, let's get started. So this game is actually uh, really simple. Um, it involves the use of a, quote, tumbling block tower, of which we all know the brand name, mm -hmm. um, which uh, we're actually using some uh, supplemental rules uh, to play remotely. It also involves a deck of cards, which is what we use for 
uh, our prompts. Some of the cards will ask us to pull a block from the tower, and we follow the instructions on the cards until the tower collapses and we're found by the hunters, or until we draw the fourth two and we escape. In case it's been a while or you've not heard about the uh, dice rolling alternative to the tumbling block tower, <laughs> um, what it is is, I don't know whether we want to mark, because the last time we used it, uh, it was um, you roll a d20 and you mark down what you get. And once a number gets hit uh, a certain number of times, the tower falls. Originally, we had it down when it's hit for the fifth time that it tumbles. Do we want to reduce that? So maybe four. Yeah, let's do four because I want this to be a kind of tense game. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's do four. And honestly, if we if we get four of the same number right in a row, then let's do five because I don't want this game to be over so easily. Mm -hmm. I kind of appreciate that this game you don't actually have to specify anything about your characters. You can just like go in. Yeah, I I kind of appreciate it. Because it reminds me of like descended from uh descended from the queen games mm. in that respect because you your character kind of evolves naturally through the gameplay mm -hmm. um but that's not stopping us from kind of <laughs> coming in predecided who we wanna play and seeing what happens between them uh so Jade, if you would like to introduce who uh you are bringing to the table. Uh, so I am playing our person who uh, never left the hometown. His name is Milo. You maybe remember him from the uh, Camp Saltburn uh, bonus arcs. This is going to be a very different tone. Um, and he's not going to be a werewolf this time. Um, <laughs> sadly, didn't quite vibe with the game. Uh, but yeah, Milo is in his mid-twenties, uh, about six foot tall, uh, trans guy with sort of strawberry blonde hair. Was it maybe about shoulder length, though it's normally pulled up. The kind of buff that comes from enjoying doing things rather than just sitting and working out. There, There is also some sitting and working out kind of vibe, but it's muscles that are working, not muscles that are there to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And he's just generally kind of a, a sweet kind of goofy guy. I imagine like went into the family business straight out of high school, which he may have dropped out of, maybe. Or at least he didn't do great at high school, um, but had the family business to go into. So, And likes the town he grew up in and never really saw a reason to leave. Did summer camp a lot as a kid and worked <laughs> as a camp counsellor. Or has worked as a camp counsellor because I feel that's an important vibe because all the people I know who have done camp counsellor work have an energy to them that I love. Uh, so yes, that's Milo. That's very good. And I'm going to be playing uh, the the person who left. I'm going to be playing Marnie Sands. Uh, she uses she, her pronouns. And you may remember her from our uh, season opener, but she is not a mech pilot today. Uh, instead, uh, she's someone who uh, she actually left uh, the town to attend school, probably, you know, kind of like settled in a little bit in the college town where she went to school. And it's been several years since she's been home beyond like maybe the occasional holiday sort of thing. 
She came back. I think maybe she came back uh, for possibly a funeral when everything went down. Mm -hmm. And that's why she's here. I do have a question. I meant to ask this before we got started. So what kind of uh, what kind of setting are we in here? Is this Mm. sort of, you know, two minutes in the future kind of thing? Or are we doing anything sci fi in particular? Hmm. I rather, and I know I've cited this reference before, but maybe because the game is so vague about what the end times are and what the hunters are, like something maybe more um, Twin Peaksy. Okay. So I like that idea. So secluded area in a kind of damp, mountainous region, lots mm-hmm. of mist, yeah. uh, a little bit insular. Okay. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. And for all we know, the rest of the world has ended, but we don't know for sure because Mm -hmm. we're kind of isolated. Yeah. So it could be just us, but it could be the whole world. And going out through the forest feels like more of a certain death sentence than like trying to get by in the town. Mm -hmm. So, or at least at the moment it does. Mm -hmm. Have we seen the hunters or do we only see their handiwork? Hmm. I like that maybe in in the sense like a cryptid or like the footage you see of the aliens and signs, like maybe at a distance or we've seen a shadow around a corner, but not okay. had a proper like interaction. Okay. I dig it. And the game does say that uh, we can dismiss any prompt that we're uncomfortable with dealing with. Yeah. So And we, we have an X card on the table. If need yep. be. Should we establish the kind of dynamic of this relationship a little bit between these two before we start pulling cards? Like how we're thinking about it? Or do we want to explore that more through play? Or maybe what their dynamic was when yeah. before Marnie left the first time? I think an important question is, did Marnie know Milo before he transitioned? Um, yes. Okay. So. I feel like Milo maybe started transitioning towards the, or like fully started transitioning like uh, towards the end of high school. Okay. Oh my gosh. So mm. what if before Milo transitioned, Marnie had a crush on him? Because Marnie, in my mind, is definitely a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And then it went really, really weird mm-hmm. and everybody felt awkward about it. And mm-hmm. then Milo transitioned and Marnie was like, oh, that's why it was weird because mm-hmm. Milo was actually a guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I dig it. So they've kissed. It was weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think Milo was possibly gay. Definitely queer. Because one, this is a me character. Uh, but mm-hmm. two, I feel like gender's not too much of a thing for him. But like being friends in high school, like that good sort of like, Queer kid solidarity. Mm-hmm. What kind of what kind of uh, clique were they at high school? Were they just like part of a certain group? Was Marnie a band kid? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I was wondering is was like was Milo like into sports at all? Because I can definitely see Marnie being a band kid. I feel like Milo played soccer for definite. Okay. Uh, probably a bunch of other sports too. But, okay. Um, was probably on the uh, before before transitioning, 
was maybe on the uh, the on the girls' soccer team and then dropped out. You know when things started feeling weird. Mm-hmm. So okay, but yeah, not a not an academic kid uh, was Milo. Definitely a bit into sports, but wasn't a jock about it. I know I didn't. It's not something you really see like jock, like femme people isn't something you see a lot in movies. So it's like jocks are boys, and then you have cheerleaders. I'm not saying that girls don't play sports in movies, but you know, just mm-hmm. I thought that occurred to me though. Uh, Ten things I hate about you. Classic, classic film. Uh, cat plays soccer, so you know, it's not <laughs> unseen. Yeah, queer kid solidarity. You know. And band kid occasionally ends up having to play play at sporting events. Mm-hmm. But I think they were probably they were probably friends, you know, at the beginning of high school. Maybe they had homeroom together and Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, same homeroom. Yeah. Just gravitated towards each other. I think Marnie was really bad at like keeping in touch. Mm-hmm. So this may be the first time that Milo's really heard of Marnie since she left. Yeah, I feel like maybe Milo isn't necessarily wasn't necessarily that great about it either. In that way that um, a lot of maybe neurodivergent folks sometimes struggle with that, but normally mm-hmm. can pick up relationships where they left off as well. But also yeah. that whole yeah, don't want to intrude. She's off doing her own thing. I'm doing my thing. I kind of feel like I've portrayed Marnie a little bit as neurodivergent too. So I think that. The, the whole picking relationships right back up where they left off is probably something that is in play here. So, Alrighty. Should we start to draw some cards? Let's draw some cards. Would you like to do the honors? Sure. Okay, so we literally just... I'm going to click these to shuffle again because it never hurts. I'm trying to... Because uh, the way the game is described to write in person, it's sort of like you don't have to... I'll read the cards aloud, except the parts in italics. Okay. Yes. If the italics describe a danger, you may alert your partner to it as you move to the next card. You may also say aloud if you need to draw a block. Uh, Note down everything you find as you travel the town. When you are found or you escape, use the things you found to narrate what happens next. Okay. I'm just going to deal this to the uh, top, the table, because then I can just find it. Okay. Ten of diamonds. Your feet hurt and you sit down together for just for a moment. Share a drink and look around. Ask your partner where you are. I think we're in our version of a 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, a, a convenience store with an attached gas station. But it's like a... It's not a mom and pop one. It's a chain one. It was probably something that drove the mom mom and pop one out of business yeah but we're kind of in the back uh the coolers like the electricity is still on so the coolers are still working but the lights are off because nobody's turned the lights back on Mm. and that's where we got our drink Mm -hmm. was out of the coolers i want to say marnie just like left a couple of bucks on the counter (laughs) just just in case you know yeah like if Milo calls her on it, it's just like, you know, you never know. I don't want to be stealing. Just the absurdity of it. Yeah. For what is that? He don't, I don't think he would call her. I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Good idea. So what's Milo drinking? Hmm. 
Okay, I'm going to Google some American sodas. You don't have to Google some American sodas. Do what's in your heart. Like this is this is our our end of the world town. It can have a local to you soda if you want. Mm, but it's fun also to Google things. <laughs> True. Well, now I'm going to Google British sodas. <laughs> oh, I don't know what it's a cherry Pepsi Max. Okay. <laughs> That's I can't mm -hmm. be friends with Milo anymore. That's to 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 August that is disgusting. Wow. Uh, rude. I'm I'm sorry. I cannot abide Pepsi. Oh no, no. Regular Pepsi, bad. Pepsi Max acceptable in limited circumstances. But I'm a Coca-Cola rather than a Pepsi person. <laughs> uh, what's Marnie drinking? Oh man. So I actually recognize the name of this one. I don't think mm -hmm. I've actually tried it, but I think that she's got an iron brew. An iron brew. Uh-huh. Iron brew. Uh-huh. And um, I think she's making a face while drinking it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, her favored soda is out and has been out for a while. So she's just trying a new thing. And it's just like, mm, this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> I think that's a very valid reaction to trying an iron brew for the first time, frankly. <laughs> But I get the objection. They do taste. It's an acquired taste, to be sure. Mm -hmm. Do taste a little bit like licking a penny. I think I know a place locally where I can probably pick one up to try at some point. Oh, you got it. <laughs> but Marnie's Marnie's making a face. Do you want something different? I wanted a strawberry Fanta. It it's fine. Got to try new things, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, if not now. And trails off realizing doesn't want to confront the end of that sentence. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Milo will, like, grab a couple of things off the shelves before they leave to put in the, the backpack he's got and adds mm -hmm. another couple of bills to the one that Marnie put down. That sounds like scene to me. Mm-hmm. All right. Time to draw a card. Six of hearts. What was the last thing the two of you had a long conversation about? Remember it together. The two things that immediately spring to mind are because Marnie came home for a funeral, was it about the person that Marnie's mourning? Or was it about Marnie's decision to go off to college? I like the former. Okay. I suppose then the question is, uh, who was it? Yeah. I just had a horrible thought. Uh-huh. Who got out before things went bad? Mm. Like I said, horrible. <laughs> Dealer's choice. I appreciate we're taking turns dealing, but... <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad killing just about anybody, but I do feel like it should be somebody that we already know. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a time-honored tradition. <laughs> yeah. I mean, casual reminder, when we did the dungeon karma game, we killed off a bunch of characters. Ooh, since we did the, since, you know, you did the dungeon karma game and killed off a bunch of people, mm -hmm. how about, uh, how about it's Morden? Like, he would have been in the, the queer kid solidarity. Absolutely. So he would have been in their group. And mm -hmm. I think, I think Marnie, like, had jokingly asked, like, so how much of the town did Morden, you know, finally get to kiss? <laughs> Not as much as you might think. 
Paul, you know, he liked to talk a good game. I think he was actually uh, hung up on a couple of people more than anything else. I guess that tracks. Mm. I don't know. It's hard to imagine him having any sort of hang-ups, you know? I mean, fair, fair. I suppose deep down he could be as insecure as the rest of us, though. Just better at hiding it. Way better. Way better. I don't know if there's ever going to be a better wingman, though. Oh, yeah? I don't think I was ever brave enough to ask him to do it for me. I don't know if I ever would have kissed Julie Keener if it hadn't been for him. You kissed Julie Keener? And Marnie just kind of like, it's it's like a watery laugh. And she's just like, yeah, it was, I mean, I don't know. I, I've never had a kiss that wasn't super awkward, but it was nice. She was pretty. Hmm. I think it just sort of falls into a lull of quiet for a moment. I miss him. I miss him too. But I don't know. I'm glad he doesn't have to deal with all of this and she gestures to everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's something. Hooray for bad coping. <laughs> yeah. Well, that feels kind of nice like there. Yeah, I agree. Alrighty. Queen of Spades. You notice as you cross from street to street that someone has built a community garden where there used to be an abandoned house. It's thriving. Ask your partner if they knew this was here. So they sort <laughs> of turn around this corner. Um, maybe it's like morning at this point. Like, I like the visual of like they turn a corner and the sun's like spilling out over the street. And there's just this garden like where stuff's growing. And Milo stops. I, did you know about this? I mean, I didn't think any anything was ever going to grow here. Like, I thought they were just going to leave this this old place to rot. Who lives next door? I mean... Is it still the Martins? Do you think they did it? I mean, maybe? I just... That's what my, Milo, like, walks up, like, cautiously... Like holding on to the, the straps of the backpack and just like start sort of taking in details and trying to find like sources of like maybe any tools that might be there or anything like that. Anything other than the stuff that's growing that might indicate who was responsible. I don't know. I think since it might be like a community garden, Mm. I'm torn because part of me thinks that people bring their own tools. Yeah. But part of me wonders if there isn't, since it's a community garden, that there isn't like some sort of shed for communal yeah. use tools. Mm -hmm. I think maybe it would be more interesting if there are some gardening implements here. Like, you know, we don't have any weapons, but, you know, having a rake to wave around or a hoe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's better than nothing, but it at least gives the illusion of being better than nothing. Mm -hmm. I dig it. So we take these tools. Yeah. And we want to keep tabs on the right-hand side of the map. So. Yeah. Okay, we've got gardening tools and snacks and drinks so far. Mm -hmm. And the mystery of a community garden. Yeah. I think Marnie, like, 
looks to see if there's anything that's really viable and I don't think I don't think anything's ripe yet mm-hmm. like there's nothing we can really take from here but it's nice to know that if we last that long maybe we can have a tomato sandwich yeah I like it I am going to draw Z card five of spades the boutique clothing store you could never afford has its window smashed in already Do you take a moment to pick out something that will make you laugh or something that will keep you warm? Either way, pull a block. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and pull the block now. Got a five. I think Marnie, like, I think she grabs Milo by the hand Mm -hmm. and tugs him inside. Yeah. She notably is not going to leave any bills for this. Mm -hmm. But, uh... She pulls a scarf down and is like looking at the tag and it's like a $50 scarf and she just kind of like winds it around her neck and puts on a, a posh voice and is just like, how do I look? Uh, <laughs> like puts his hand to me, just like, oh, divine, that color. I'm all about that on you. She laughs a little and picks up a hat and just like, plops it on Milo's head and it's just like you look absolutely darling (laughs) you know I have been debating about wearing more hats (laughs) just sort of like adjusts the brim a little bit maybe it's like because I can see Milo looking good in like a god is it like a paper boy hat or a newsboy hat Mm -hmm. something like that yeah I can see him looking cute in that based on the art of him that exists so Mm -hmm. and I think Uh, and then Milo was going to grab like you know one of those like in like All Saints and stores like that those like artfully worn like sweaters that are kind of already full of holes Mm -hmm. Uh, but pulls one of those and looks at it just like $150 for something that is half full of holes it would be a crime not to take this like shucks off his coat and then pulls the the sweater on over what he's got on and then puts his coat back on. Marty laughs again and is just like, I bet if it didn't have any holes, it would be $300. Ugh. I do not get how rich people dress. I don't understand it either, but finders keepers, I guess. And she, she finds like a kind of like very boho duster mm. style thing that she shrugs on and then she grabs a matching hat for for the one that milo has except it's in a different color Mm -hmm. uh puts that on her head and just like does a little twirl and uh i think she i want her to take something else but i'm not sure 100 what she takes Mm -hmm. do you want it to be something practical or something fun something fun maybe a pair of like chunky sunglasses mm, that retail for $200. Good shit. Love that for her. Jack of Diamonds. You cross a creek down the back of someone's garden and swear it used to run faster and wider. It was night last time you crossed it. Why? Uh, they sort of... Uh, <laughs> as they sort of like have hopped over uh, this stream, just like... Milo sort of rubs a hand over the back of his head. It's like, well, that went better than last time. You know, uh, 
it used to be wider than that and uh, a lot faster. And so I was dared to see if I could do like a running jump across it. I know, but I am somewhat competitive at Canary Night. And you know, maybe I was showing off, but either way, I ran from there and uh, gesture. Gave myself a full running start. Should have been perfect. Landed on the opposite bank. And a bit of the bank gave way. <laughs> on my back. In the creek. Soaked from head to toe. Start floating down. <sighs> Had to stand up. Oh my god. He was laughing so much at me. <sighs> yeah. Good I times. can imagine. Um, and because I made you laugh, I get to roll <laughs> and to draw a block. Hell yeah. 18. I think Marnie kind of puts a hand on Milo's shoulder. I don't think she says anything, though. I think I think mm. she just kind of like looks back at the creek a little wistfully. And uh, her hand slips from Milo's shoulder. And she gestures and is just like... Well, we've we've still got a little ways to go before we get where we want to be. So, at least uh, you didn't get soaked this time. Yeah, at least there's that. And he looks sad that the the two of them move on. The eight of spades. The eight of spades. <laughs> uh, you find a car in working condition. For a second, you wonder if you could make it far away from the hunter in this, and then a second later, you hear the hunter's footsteps. Escape as fast as you can, both of you pulling blocks. I kind of, in my head, imagine the hunters make sounds other than just their footsteps. Mm -hmm. Like, in my head, there's just been, like, the concept that they make a sound like screeching metal, but quiet. Mm. And so, like, we get to the car... And we're trying to get the, we get the doors open and it's just like, oh, yes. And then, you know, Marnie is frantically trying to remember if she knows how to hotwire a car, mm -hmm. which she doesn't. But, you know, she's trying mm -hmm. when there's just like that sound of creaking metal mm -hmm. and she just goes still. I think Milo was like stood next to the side of the car, like watching her do that rather than like cram i'm imagining just a small car and obviously he's a tall dude um mm -hmm. but there's that creaking sound and without missing a beat just like leans into the car and scoops marnie out of it mm -hmm. um, and doesn't say anything because they both know what that sound means yeah but like yeah he literally like scoops her up and like starts running and then sets her down as soon as, like, like unfreezes, I guess. Mm hmm mm hmm I don't know if it's a matter of outrunning the hunter so much as, like, I don't think that whatever this is, I don't think we could take it in a foot race, but it's a matter of, like, mm. you know, just kind of, like, finding a place to, to quietly hide yeah. while it passes. And I think wherever it is that they're hiding, like, Marnie just, like, has a death grip on Milo's hand. Yeah. All right, I need to pull my block. 
because you already pulled yours and got a 20. Mm -hmm. And I got a four. Jack of hearts. You found a car that looks familiar. Who I thought that was going to, I thought that said cat and was very excited. <laughs> Words cannot contain my disappointment. Uh, you found a car that looks familiar. Who did it belong to? Ask your partner if they remember the original owner. I tell you what, it's just like, like they, they've come out of where they were hiding and sort of like taken off in a different direction. And maybe they uh, get to like, there's a small parking lot outside a store. And I just like that it's a, it's a really distinct paint job. Mm -hmm. um, just like, I haven't seen that since high school. Do you, you remember that car, right? Marnie's brow kind of furrows. And she's like, yeah, I mean, kind of hard to forget that paint job. Wasn't that, wasn't that Soul Hawk's car? Like, didn't, didn't she get that, like, third hand and keep threatening to change the paint job, but she never got around to it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that, uh, like, um, that Valera, uh, Max, was always giving her shit about it. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, you know, who can blame Valera? Look at that. I mean, only she could have gotten away with driving that car, anyone else would have had the shit ripped out of them for it. But Sol just had to look at people. Yeah. And Marnie kind of quietly says, I guess if her car's here, she was probably here too. Maybe. Oh no, maybe she sold it off. Maybe she out, got out of this town. I know she hated it here. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, this car was somebody else's problem. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as she could have upgraded, I'm sure she did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, it's clearly not working. Like, maybe part of it looks like it's been burnt out. Mm-hmm. So. It had an engine fire, or, as mm. I like to call them, a carbecue. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't blame me. I got that from my dad. Okay, I, I I will rescind blame for now. <laughs> blame my dad. He doesn't listen to the podcast. It's okay. fine. All right, then. <laughs> Mr. Harpy. Yes. <laughs> okay. Four of diamonds. You found a decent stock of shelf-stable food in someone's house. Whose house was it? Ask your partner if they knew the owner was prepping like this. I appreciate this game turning into a who's who of us naming other characters in for the leader. Uh-huh. Well, I've I've pulled a couple of names out of my butt, but... Mm -hmm. You know, the Max, Max Multiverse Theory tracks. <laughs> so you decide whose house it is and I determine the prepping thing. Yes. Gotcha. Um, maybe this is just the house that Sol's old car was parked in front of. Mm. So... This is potentially, I don't want to say the Hawk household because we know Saul typically has a blended family mm. of some sort. So I don't know if she just kept her last name mm -hmm. when parents remarried or something like that. Yeah. The Hawk Whitmer household. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is at the very least what 
at one point was the Hawk Whitmer household. And Milo just starts putting start the food uh, in his bag. I think I think Marnie may go looking through the rest of the house really quick to see if there's another bag mm-hmm. that we can use. Uh, probably turns up some really colorful, like obviously belong to like a fourth grader backpack. Mm-hmm. I love this for she- her. <laughs> Yeah, and she just starts stuffing food into it, too. Mm-hmm. Let's call that like a week of shelf-stable food. Mm-hmm. God, I can't believe how much stuff is in here. Are these legit MREs? I show you the packet. I mean, I've never been in the army, but if someone told me that was an MRE, I'd believe them. <laughs> Could also be some of that fancy camping food. Maybe didn't realize anybody in this neighborhood was a prepper either did you know no i mean not in this part of town anyway like there's definitely a couple of the uh older folks more out on the fringes who like like to keep a good stop but that's more if they get cut off during the weather and stuff like that i wonder how they're doing we could go look yeah yeah why don't we head there next yeah i like that idea yeah. I think that's seen. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Seven of diamonds. Okay, so we're heading in that direction. Mm-hmm. And I think we... Okay, you worked here one year during high school. It was a crappy job. You kind of want to break in. What kind of place is it? What do you find there that's valuable? Mm-hmm. I think it's a diner. Okay. And they... Uh, Mano sort of stops... And just is like staring at the place for a moment mm-hmm. and just sort of like walks up towards uh, the door and uh, <laughs> wraps the bottom of his coat over uh, his hand and quietly as he can sort of like pops the pane of glass next to the handle so he can mm-hmm. reach through and uh, do the lock. And uh, I have to roll uh, for that. That's an eight. No doubles yet. What do we find in here that's valuable? I think Marnie goes to the kitchen mm-hmm. to scope out like the kitchen implements, like the knives. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, I think that maybe if we can still find knives, but I think there's also like maybe a decently stocked first aid kit. Ooh, yeah, yeah, because they needed it because yeah, like all like kitchen injuries and like. Uh, burn, yeah. burns and cuts and stuff like that but um yeah i feel like yeah didn't parker like work here too when you were here and didn't didn't they keep cutting themselves mm-hmm. they uh were not great with a knife yet uh <laughs> chef and i do puts hands up and do the inverted commas around it was insistent that parker do the prep I thought Morden got food poisoning one time when we ate here. Yeah, I think so. I told him he could do better than eating in this place. Apparently, something about the draw of me in a waitstaff uniform was something he couldn't pass up. Really, You know what? I'm glad he got food poisoning. Dick. <laughs> and there's no real venom in it. Yeah. Marnie still kind of tears up a little anyway, though. Shit. Sorry, Marnie. 
No, it's okay. I mean, if you don't want people to call you a dick after you're dead, don't be a dick when you're alive. And again, there's no venom to it. Yeah. But she sniffles a little and then wipes her eyes with, like, the cuff of her little boho duster. (laughs) And it's just like, okay, well, we got these things and that's, maybe that's the best thing this place has ever done. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. Is that scene? Yes. All right. Oh, our first two. Hey. Let's keep those separate, just alongside yes. the tower so we can see when we get them. Yes. So we got the two of spades. This was your classroom years and years ago. You don't know all the names of the children you found here or their teacher, but she whispers that she'd be happy for the help if you could offer it. Hmm. So is this we... Oh, okay, I got this way. Like, So we're three and we hear that something that sounds like a children laughing and we're both like the fuck and it turns out that yes there is a small group in the school yeah maybe there was an attached kindergarten or something yeah i think maybe like it's not like a whole classroom Mm -hmm. full of children but maybe like you know four or five kids and the teacher Mm -hmm. do we do we give them some of our food oh yeah no question like i was already planning on saying it yeah and it's just sort of like we can't stay but and just sort of like starts unpacking uh some of the food yeah yeah maybe we're we get rid of all of like the snacks mm-hmm. and like half of our shelf stable food so we've only got a couple of days of food mm-hmm. and like milo will help like if, like reinforce anything that needs reinforcing so yeah marnie like teaches the kids some kind of game they can play really quietly Mm -hmm. i don't know that there's much else to this like we divest ourselves of some of the things that we've got yeah and uh we move along we've got places to be but maybe we tell the teacher where we found some of the food Mm -hmm. i like that just in case i like the thought that seeing these kids maybe gave us a little bit of hope as Mm -hmm. well like, that's maybe why we felt safe enough to give up some of the food or more of the food than maybe we would have otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nine of clubs. That's our first clubs, too, isn't it? It is, yeah. Okay, so this is, uh, it's night. Oh, great. <laughs> One of you has tripped <laughs> and something has fallen in the darkness and the searchlight of the hunter swings in your direction. Get out of there as fast as you can. And I'll be pulling a block. Ooh, it's our second hit on a number. So this is after leaving the school and it's dark, but uh, we haven't found like a safe space to stop. Mm -hmm. Which one of us trips? I want to say it's Marnie. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Milo wasn't a jock per se, but like Mm -hmm. he's, he's been a physical kid. Yeah. Whereas Marnie's just kind of average, and I'm not going to say she's like super klutzy, but I feel like it's more reasonable for her to like trip over something. Got a pitch for you. Like, she trips and is actually manages to catch herself without making any noise, but the sunglasses that were perched on top of her head Mm -hmm. go flying off and clatter really loudly. Yes. And then there's this pivot of light 
just swings towards us. Accompanied, of course, with that creak of metal. Yes. I like that a lot. And I think in the movie of this, this is the loudest that sound has been. Like we mm-hmm. didn't even, maybe we hadn't even realized there was one so close. And then this happens and we're both like, maybe like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> yeah. I know it's not part of the prompt, but mm-hmm. where do we hide? We definitely don't want to, you know, double back or anything. We can't possibly lead them to those kids. No. But, oh man. Mm-hmm. You got something. I'm just trying to think, like, I'm imagining, and let me pitch this to you. Mm-hmm. You're more than welcome to say no. I'm imagining, like, we duck into a place that's full of glass like mm. maybe a liquor store mm-hmm. and as the hunter passes you know we're just kind of like covering our mouths and trying not to breathe mm-hmm. and we can see the light shining through mm. some of the glasses in the front window and like as the hunter passes like maybe the ground shakes a little and we can hear the tinkle of the glasses and we're hoping that mm-hmm. it just passes us by yeah i love that cool good shit all right and two of clubs hey a second two so we've got our second two. Oh, so the dive bar downtown smells of warm beer and you can hear the pokies ringing from the back room enough sound to cover the sound of you to keep you safe for a little while hmm. Hmm. cool so this is a place that i feel like maybe Morden has taken us mm-hmm. like with some fake IDs. Yeah. I feel like maybe the bartender, you know, cause this isn't, this is a fairly insular community. It's not like people don't know each other. So it's just yeah. like the bartender ignored the fake ID and it's just like, fine, whatever. And just poured like crappy watered down beer for us when we were here last time. Mm-hmm. And so there's like, we're safe for the time being, but there's also that kind of melancholy. And I think maybe Marnie goes for a bottled beer, like of the brand that we used to drink when we were here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then passes one to Milo and is just like, drink with me. Yeah, of course. So like takes the beer and clinks bottles with her. I know I said that Maybe it's better he wasn't here, but I kind of wish he was. Yeah, me too. It's so stupid, you know? Like, it's stupid that he died, and it's stupid that we're having to run like this, and it's just so stupid. It's senseless. I think Marley says anything, but he's just sort of, like, nodding in agreement. And I think once Marnie gets that out of her system, she's sniffling a little, and she looks at Milo and it's a little bit of a watery expression on her face and she's like, I'm glad you're here. He reaches over and takes her hand and squeezes it. I wish I'd come home sooner so we could actually hang out instead of having to do this. And she kind of like laughs dryly at her very bad joke. Hmm. I think that might be seen. Yeah, I agree. I like the, I like it. Uh, so I pulled the three of diamonds, but that isn't in the book. Um, so, huh? 
Uh, so I pulled another card and got the two of diamonds. Uh, so that's our third two. Um, but uh, the public library here is small, but it had beanbags. The doors are unlocked. You'll be safe here for a little while. So is this like after the dive bar? Yeah. We decided not to stay there. So I moved out and then just got to the library and saw that it's, one of its doors was like slightly ajar and um, mm -hmm. like push our way inside and maybe go to like the reading room or like the kids section of the library, which isn't big, but we do know there are those bean bags and we just sort of mm -hmm. figure it's us because like the windows are high and stuff and it's just sort of like a place where we can feel safe. And there's something just about the familiar smell of a library the paper smell mm -hmm. it's comforting in a way that nowhere else i think has been like either we feel like we're intruding but this is a public place that yeah. also feels safe i know this isn't a prompt part of the prompt but when was the last time you were here i think it was dropping some turning some books uh for his mum. when was that was that like last Tuesday or? I think it was not long. It was not long before shit went down. Mm -hmm. So like, okay. Yeah. Cause like this, uh, his parents are out of town or were out of town. And mm -hmm. um, he got a call from his mom. Like, I forgot to return some books. I don't want to find. Can you drop these in for me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think the last time Marnie was here was when she was cramming for the SAT. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I don't know. Do you know what the SAT is? Vaguely. Yeah, for our, our non-American followers, uh, the United States college system is just kind of fucked up and requires you to take a test that was uh, created uh, specifically to kind of like disenfranchise uh, minority, minority test takers to use it as like a standard for college admissions. So... I'm not bitter about the SAT or anything. Yeah, but Marnie was cramming for that, and that's the last time she was here. So they've rearranged a lot since she was here last. Like, maybe the kids section is actually where, like, nonfiction used to be for mm -hmm. the periodicals and stuff like that. Yeah. But they still have the beanbags, although they're not the same beanbags. They actually replaced the beanbags, so... They're not like 10-year-old beanbags. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they actually still have some uh, air in the little beans. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Do we read anything while we're here? Hmm. I don't think Milo does. I think Marnie gets a pile of manga because of who she is as a person. Milo sees this and goes, I can't believe you're still a fucking weeb. Listen, sometimes you just get into something and you're there forever, okay? I mean, I can't judge. I was a homestuck, so. <laughs> this is VJ yeah. throwing shade on half of the <laughs> Follow the Leader cast. <laughs> and yeah. many of our friends. <laughs> and, and one oh. of my partners. <laughs> oh my god. At least when you did that cosplay, you remembered to seal your makeup. Thank you. I'm glad somebody appreciated the effort I went to. I think Marnie, I don't know. There's a part of me that like wants to end the scene with like Marnie like being shoulder to shoulder 
mm-hmm. with uh Milo with a flashlight and just being like here you've got to read this manga if you like homestuck you'll like this i promise mm-hmm. and just like if milo is willing the two of them reading together i love that i want to it didn't fit with the mood but i want to make the point that maybe milo regretted that because uh morden and a couple of others made so many horny jokes afterwards <laughs> like never again <laughs> I mean, there's always time for being sad about your past friend mm. while also trying to survive the end of the world as you know it. This is true. All right. The three of clubs. You need something from the pharmacy. You know exactly what and you know what's in there. But a hunter stands above it, searchlight panning lazily across the town. Do you risk it? Hmm. I mean, because of who I am as a person, I think Marnie would risk it, but I'm just trying to decide what we need i feel like it's something that's really important yeah i I think um milo is out of tea gel never big on needles so was using testosterone gel but mm-hmm. uh yeah i think like he's on the verge of running out and it's probably said yeah. as much to her oh, oh maybe he says as they're walking by like super quietly just like oh that's my pharmacy and like marnie puts the dots together I don't think she even necessarily, like, broadcasts what she's planning to do. I think she's just like, here, hold this, and gives Milo uh, her little, her her kid's backpack. Mm-hmm. And she darts towards it, like, using another burned-out car as some cover. Mm-hmm. And I think, let me draw the block before I decide what happens. Mm-hmm. Ooh, another four. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So <laughs> this has to be a close one. This oh, has yeah. to be one where I think Marnie makes it in okay. Yeah. Like, I think she's able to evade the hunter's attention easily enough on the way in. Yeah. Oh, and I just had an idea mm-hmm. for the searchlight. Oh, hit me. What if the searchlight isn't, like, a flashlight or anything? What if it's, like, maybe this is silly, but what if it's, like, their eyes? Like, just their eyes emit the light. And so all we can see is their dark figure with just two bright circles that scan where they look. No, I love that. I think, like, maybe she's getting ready to come out and something gets stuck or she makes a noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, the way, and what Milo ends up doing sees like the the gaze of the hunter shift and is like no 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 and like picks up a broken bit of masonry and just mm-hmm. like throws it as far as he can and it like smashes a window on the other side of the street I like that a lot yeah Marnie like steps on some broken glass or something on her mm. way out and freezes and then Milo does that and like the Mm -hmm. hunter's eyes just like snap to that quicker than Mm -hmm. you would think possible and then like we hear the screeching metal as the hunter goes after it yeah cool nice 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 and there's like grabs hold of Marnie's hand and like it's like what were you doing what was so important and she like shoves like their entire stock of tea gel into his hand and is just like here Oh my god. Hmm? You are just oh my god. And just sort of like 
the two of them just like running off and around a corner. I just like, I think he tears up a little. Or like, his voice goes a little bit wobbly rather than tearing up. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Listen, it it's important, okay? I know it's important. And just because the world's ending doesn't mean we can forget important stuff, okay? Mm. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Um, I've got how this next bit starts. I think we hear a creak of metal ahead, and we both sort of freeze. And when I glances around, come just to double check, and it's a playground ahead of us, and the wind is making like the little merry-go-round turn, a little roundabout turn, and mm -hmm. like the swings back and forth. As you avoid the playground, lest the sound draw the hunter, remember sitting on the swings just before one of you left. What were you talking about? Do you even remember, or does the creaking of the chains drown out your past selves? I don't want everything that we did last to be, like, about Marnie going to college. Mm. So I think maybe this one is about Marnie debating on whether she should break up with her current girlfriend mm. and going to Milo for advice. Mm -hmm. And it was probably one of those things where they were sitting on the swings and it was like after dusk. Yeah. And it was just like the two of them and the swings have always creaked like this. Mm. I love that. So. I, I don't even like want to dwell on that conversation, but I like thought as they're circling it, there's like in their memories, you just hear like a voiceover, the uh, a bit of the old com that conversation. Yeah. Did she break up with the girl? I think it didn't matter because when she went and was resolved to break up with the girl, the other girl broke up with her first. Mm. And it was kind of a relief. Yeah. Ten of hearts. You were together in a coffee shop when the hunters first came. What were you talking about? Do you still care? Hmm. Oh, man. Obviously, we're passing that coffee shop. Yeah. And that's what brings it up. Mm hmm Was it after Morden's funeral? Yeah. I like that a lot. Like, the wake's going on and they're both like, should we bail? Yeah, let's bail. Yeah. I think it was just one of those conversations where you're both avoiding the thing that's hanging over you. Mm -hmm. So it was like a lot of like asking Moni what uh, college was like and where she living at the moment. Got a girlfriend mm -hmm. these days. Marnie talks about how she doesn't have a girlfriend, but she's got a collection of succulents and asks Milo if he still does that one hobby. And mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, what does Milo do? One, I definitely think he looks really confused about the succulents comment. I have not mm -hmm. made it clear enough because I don't want to lean too far into a comedic tone. Milo is still very much a himbo. Um, mm -hmm. Like, definitely had a look on his face of, is succulents a term the kids are using for, like, fuck buddies now? <laughs> is this, like, a city talk? I don't know. Okay. I think Milo does, like, screen printing as a hobby, like making uh, printed shirts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually gets kind of animated talking about that. But yeah. Marnie talks about maybe commissioning him for something. Mm -hmm. Like a custom t-shirt. 
but I don't think the t-shirt matters anymore. Hmm. No. I think everything else, none of the stuff that they were talking about matters. And obviously the stuff that they weren't talking about still matters. Yeah. All right. Your card. My card. Three of spades. The roof of the house, this house is missing, shorn off by some great force. But there's some good stuff in it. Be quiet and grab something before you're caught. Exposed and listening to the sound, for the sound of heavy footsteps is your normal now. You don't need to pull a block even though you're on edge as though you had. God, what do they find here? I'm trying to think what would be good supplies. Mm-hmm. I mean, food is evergreen. This is true. Don't really want to take cans because they're so heavy, but... Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I think... Um, yeah, Milo finds some fishing supplies, including some flares in the emergency kit. Ooh. But also they now have, like, means to fish if they can get to a body of water. And maybe we yeah. know there's a lake nearby, like pretty nearby. So it's not, like, a useless thing to take with. Yeah. Mr. Nakamura always went to the lake to fish, and he always had good luck there. So, mm-hmm. you know, we know there's fish in that lake. Yeah. At least they used to be. But yeah, yeah I like that. that like, that's like, it's like, is it worth us taking this? And then they have that exchange about the lake. Yeah. I mean, this may even be Mr. Nakamura's house, and it's, mm. you know. No, I like that. Cool. Cool. All right. Drawing a card. King of Hearts. Here's where you had your first kiss. Where are you and who did you kiss? Ask your partner what became of them. I think maybe her first kiss was actually with a boy. Mm-hmm. Maybe her first kiss was with Parker. Uh-huh. And it was weird. And <laughs> that's what made that's what made her realize, oh, wait a minute. I don't <laughs> like boys. Poor Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh he takes it in stride, Bless. but uh, where are we? Maybe we're in, we're headed towards the lake, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So maybe we're in a wooded area that's on the way that we have to pass through. Yeah. And Marnie remarks on how this is where she had her first kiss and asks, so did Parker ever get out? trying to decide which is the fun one to discuss oh yeah uh not long after you did um i'm not sure where they went i was never particularly tight with them but uh yeah nah i think i remember seeing uh uh, he had a boyfriend or a girlfriend or both (laughs) that sounds like parker he was a sweet guy you know, we, we we don't know what's going on now. Maybe it's just this town that got real unlucky. Yeah. We'll find out. I know somebody out there has to have, like, a CB radio or something. We can figure out what's going on. Yeah. yeah. This can't be it, right? Yeah. It can't be. That's got to be seen, right? Yeah.
Hi, it's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!